We've made it to Spry Space, where people managing social media accounts come for community. This year, our focus is social media for good. Together, we can work to make social media a landscape for healthy online communities to grow. Sound good? Then come along with us on the Spry Space podcast, where we share what we know, learn what we don't, and strive to make social media better for us all. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spry Space Podcast. I'm Lacey, and today I have Miss Adrian here with me. How are you doing today, Adrian? Doing great. This bout of warm, sunny weather feels like heaven. It really does. And I was actually talking to somebody the other, uh, today about they, they have recently moved to the PNW from the south, from Florida, and we were talking about how funny it is when... The sun comes out in the Pacific Northwest, and it's still like fifty degrees, but people yes. are like, like swimming in the river. Yeah, yeah. They're <laughs> <laughs> like they've got their bathing suits on. They're ready to go, and it was. Um, it's funny. So many cargo shorts are out. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's basically summer now. We hit sixty, and I'm in shorts and a sweater, just willing the summer to come, just willing it with every ounce of my power. Yeah, it's pretty funny. So it it but it just it's so nice because if you all have not experienced the winter time in the Pacific Northwest, man, it is just dark and sad. So and so the light is just so joy bringing. Which brings me to my opening question. Which is, tell me a piece of social media content this week that brought you joy. Oh, well, it was Selena's birthday. So Selena, uh, the Tejana singer um, who was murdered um, back in 96, I believe. Uh, It was her birth, would have been her 50th birthday this week. And so I love her and my feeds have been flooded with the you know you know what's funny when you have you follow certain hashtags or like the algorithms have figured out you like certain hashtags and sometimes you don't see anything from those from those hashtags for like a while Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden something will happen and then you're just getting a bunch of content around something and so I've just gotten a, a flood of Selena art and content and it makes me really happy and just I don't know, just thinking about um, what a great artist she was. And yeah, so that's making me happy. Well, good. I love to hear what brings you joy. So we are a few weeks into April now. We're cooking along. Man, we're more than a quarter into 2021. We're we're fully in quarter two for 2021. Yep. This is wild. And so we're continuing with our Earth Month focused content. And so today, Adrian and I wanted to talk about social media, the Earth, and you. So basically, how are you using social media when you're interacting with the Earth? How can you do it more responsibly? So the first point that I want to lead us into is around location tagging. So can you talk to me a little bit about the idea of location tagging and how that fits into Earth? Yeah, well, first of all, let's just talk about location tagging and how great it is so (laughs) it's great for certain reasons that you know marketers or people that are bloggers or you know anybody on the internet um it's really great for businesses brick and mortars uh restaurants um go you know when you're going to disneyland and you want to share with your friends and you tag the location everyone is like oh man that's awesome you know, location tags are also really great, you know, if you uh, have a product or service and uh, if it's a very popular location tag, 
uh, for instance, Disneyland, let's just use that, uh, and you tag yourself on Disneyland, and then you know that now your photo will show up in a bunch of people's feeds because many people probably follow that tag. So location tags are, first of all, great because they're kind of another form of hashtag. Yes, definitely makes content indexable, searchable, um, followable, <laughs> right? So <laughs> yeah. it can bring traffic to your content. So absolutely very good for many reasons. Right. So with that being said, there are some considerations for using location tags. And this question has come up with the use, you know, as people go outside and explore, you know, the the world around them, they go on hiking trips or backpacking trips or go to state parks or go to national parks and, you know, or you go off into, I know some people will do, you know, go bushwhacking and, and depending on what, what, what um, where you are, in, in in a state, you know, what, you know, state or national park or, or wilderness area that you're in, uh, you, there's, there's just a lot of places that you can go and, and you can tag yourself in them. Now, a classic example of this and how it goes wrong is a few years ago, um, it was, it was in the news that California has these poppy fields or a place in California where there's tons of wild poppies and there were influencers mm. that would just flood this location and have photo shoots with the poppies. And, you know, with the magic of photography, you can always get the good shot where there's nobody in the background and it looks fabulous. And, and mm-hmm. you could see it in the feeds. You saw certain bloggers um, with everyone was in the poppies and there are lots of considerations you know first of all um are they being responsible are they staying on the trail probably not are they littering are they um you know are they carpooling are they being responsible like what are they doing and 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 how are they treating the earth um, but since they're tagging, then that means everyone else can go there. And you see this with lots of other locations, like um, in Washington State, they have they have the flower tulips are blooming right now. And this is, of course, private property. Mm-hmm. But still, when, once you tag a place, it's kind of like it's kind of unleashing the crowds. It's like, do you want to share where you are or not? What I was thinking of just now is like, it's one thing when a piece of content goes viral, right? But when an actual place goes viral, like what's the effect on that space when a spot goes viral because it's, you know, photogenic or whatever it might be? What's the effect on that spot? Is it fair to make certain spaces go viral in a way that might actually negatively impact that space? Yeah. Another example is the... The, uh, Havasu Falls and uh, the so it's down in southwest and basically it's a falls it's in Arizona and um, it is basically the only way to get there is you have to like pack use donkeys it's a very hard place to get and it's it's expensive to get there and you have to apply for a permit to like hike there but it's gorgeous it's gorgeous uh but it's been basically overrun by like influencers Mm. it is that kind of exclusivity but now that everybody knows about it now everybody wants to go there (laughs) so Mm -hmm. so that almost ties in kind of similarly to somebody who you and i both follow who uh is the account is called indigenous women who hike and she talks the the creator of that account they talk about um sacred 
native spaces yep. that a lot of times people are disrespectful unknowingly um, or knowingly, um, you know, showing up to spaces that really are sacred spaces and standing on top of things that they shouldn't be standing on top of and carving, you know, initials into things they shouldn't be carving initials into. Mm -hmm. And so that's a thing to consider too, is these sacred spaces that, that we may or may not know about and trying to be so mindful and respectful of those spaces. So if that, I know from my perspective, I've learned so much following that account and and if I were going to be going out hiking into a space, I would ch I would check and do some research beforehand to know if there are considerations that I should be taking from uh, from a native and indigenous uh, perspective. Right, and, and you know, trying to putting the work in to learn about the people who were there first, and mm -hmm. you know, it's their it's their their land, and it's actually women indigenous women hike. Uh, no, oh, perfect. Thank you. Yeah, that's the 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 uh, at, but but yeah, and and just acknowledging that you know we we live in a country that has a certain government. Uh, you know, we live in the state of Washington, but you know, you can also tag what land you are on. You know, whose land you are on. You know, you can do that too. Uh, and then this reminds me of what Joe said and two podcasts pre prior is you know he said that the moment you wake up you you know you're in you're in a sacred place so you know anything it's kind of just like respect it's kind of like you know when you're in a in a city and you go into you're going to somebody's home you don't just like go stand on their couch <laughs> and be like take a picture of me on this person's couch you know you don't just do that you mm -hmm. know and and people i think uh, because people haven't been raised with the respect for nature at all, you know, they, they see the nature as a wilderness and it's empty and they can do whatever they want in it and uh, free for all when it's not, it's, it's someone else's home. It's the animals homes. It's, you know, the, the trees that it's their home, you know, it's, it's just like, you wouldn't, yeah, it's just kind of like the respect, uh, factor and, and, you know, you can do it there's a way to do it respectfully and, and share on social media what you're doing. Um, but you know, you can also, when you're on social media and you see somebody not being respectful, tell them, be like, Hey, that's, mm -hmm. you, you shouldn't <laughs> be, be doing that. Like that's disrespectful, uh, uh, to the people in the place. So do some research, do some learning. Um, the next thing that you want to talk about, which I think is super interesting, is these leave no trace principles. So this has a lot to do with actually how we interact with the earth when we are out, um, you know, connecting with the earth in some way, be it hiking, be it camping, et cetera. Um, and often we're posting about it while we're out there. But, you know, give us some of the the high level looks at what these leave no trace principles are. Yeah. Leave no. I wish people would do leave no trace just for regular life. But like in real life, <laughs> just, I mean, it's good. It's good advice uh, for going out into the world. So number one, plan ahead and prepare, which is what we we're just talking about before you go somewhere, you know, maybe. Do some research about the people and place that you're going to. Uh, number two, travel and camp on durable surfaces. So this is about, um, you know, the the problem with the poppy fields is that once you trample those those plants, it, it's not just like they're just going to come back up the next season. You don't know. Your mom isn't going to go and replant those poppies after you. They're wild. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you don't know when they're going to come back. 
So there's a lot of like delicate ecosystems that you can mess up if you decide, oh, I'm just going to go put my tent somewhere that has a good view. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a, so, you know, just educate yourself on where you're going. Where can you camp? What is going on? No matter, you know, the state parks or wherever you're going to go, they're going to have guidance on that. So do your homework. Um, dispose of waste properly for, obviously, take your garbage out. Uh, you know, when you're backpacking... What this looks like is when you go to the bathroom and you use your toilet paper, you better have a way to take that out mm -hmm. with you. Like, it's serious. Like, that's you. That, that's what you do. And if that's gross to you, then don't go backpacking. <laughs> I like it. Uh, <laughs> and then leave what you find. Don't be picking the wildflowers. Don't be um, grabbing different seeds or you know it's tough the pine cones and all the cool things uh, the problem is is that you know when you grab something from one ecosystem and you drive across the country with it and you leave it somewhere else that could then be an invasive species you know there's just so many considerations with the eco with the ecology uh so does this mean that i should stop collecting sticks <laughs> I have a stick problem. <laughs> you do have a stick problem. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, sticks are really cool. Um, well, well, how about you read the Leave No Trace and you make that decision for yourself, I would say. You Brilliant know. idea. So minimize, minimize campfire impacts. I mean, this is one of the original, one of a very early marketing campaign, Smokey the Bear, you know, mm -hmm. don't. You know, minimize campfire as much as possible. Um, understand how fire works. Uh, uh, wildfires and climate change are on the rise. So climate change is changing the way fires spread. This is a fact. And wildfire is incredible. It's it's fascinating. My husband was a wildland firefighter for a little while, and I didn't realize that fire fires can continue underground <gasps> for days, even years. No. Mm -hmm. Because soil is, you know, has air pockets. There's wow. air pockets in the soil. And so the the roots under the ground, those are organic material. They can burn. And so mm. you put out the fires on top. But if there's fire underneath, that can suck the air down but, but below. And it's, you know, they've had instances where you put out the fire and then two weeks later something you know, a, a fire will start again from an underground fire. Wow. Yeah, so so fire, being aware of what causes fire uh, before you go camping, you know, during, if depending on where you're going camping, you know, this is another thing. Like, you plan all these amazing trips. Uh, and, you know, for instance, going to California in September, check on the air quality, check on, mm -hmm. you know, do you have your brakes? Are, are they... Uh, good to go so many breaks have started sparks to started wildfire really? yes yeah i didn't know that semi trucks their their brake pads um if they make sparks if they're not you know or um chains just metal on metal mm -hmm. chains will start a spark and start a fire wow uh so you know we have all these like fun exciting plans and and then you know you never know so there's that one um, the next one is huge, so respect wildlife. This is another one that's a huge problem on social media. You'll see people feeding animals and then taking photos or videos of them. Mm. And you really should, no, you should not be feeding the animals. Like, just don't feed the animals. Don't do it. 
you see people in Yellowstone, you know, trying to get the buffalo. No, it's just, uh, again, it's not your, it's not your house. It's not your place. Don't, just don't do it. Reminds me again with, with, I feel like we've referenced Joe <laughs> from his podcast every, every time since we've had him on, but I guess it's only been twice, but I feel like I'll still keep doing it after a while, but <laughs> He, you know, he talked about how we're all brothers and sisters, you know. Yeah. And so, I mean, you know, are we viewing ourselves as a respectful um, visitor in their in their land? Or are we viewing ourselves as like, you know, we are above and we are over and we, you know, we'll do what it takes to get close enough to get the picture. Um, yeah. It's just important questions to be asking yourself as you're going out and trying to explore and experience that sense of awe. Totally. Yeah, and then the last one is uh, be considerate of others. And, I mean, that's, that's again, it's a great tip to take away to regular life. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Um, the last point that we've been thinking about on here is kind of interesting, probably something that you wouldn't have thought about if you haven't experienced anything like this before, but it has to do with fundraising. Mm-hmm. So, Adrian, you and I have both been working on a couple of projects that have to do with fundraising and specifically fundraising around um, the pandemic, but can also be very transferable to natural disasters. So there are fundraisers that pop up when natural disasters happen. And, you know, we are always so moved as people emotionally to help others when they are in a time of need. However, we have to actually put in some real work and research into making sure that we are donating to the right or official type organizations. So talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, the, a couple of examples are Hurricane Katrina when that when that disaster struck and then uh, the BP oil spill. And those are two examples of when those when that ha- when those happened, nonprofits, fundraisers, GoFundMe's all of these accounts popped up raising money for one reason or another. And the fact of the matter is, is that not all of them, not all the money went to the places, went to the actual disaster. So I feel like people, especially because of climate change and because I think, I think even if you're a climate change denier, you still like under your skin, you, I think really know there, there's some guilt that people are like, oh, the oil spill, I'm going to donate because it floods in that this money floods in. And part of me is like, why don't you spend this money? Why don't you do this beforehand? But whatever. Anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so they, so you can capitalize off of the guilt and uh, the emergency and the accident and all this rake in money. And at the end of the year, when people go to do their taxes and they call and they realize, oh, wait, I donated to actually not a real 5013C. So, so, and you know, Facebook actually has quite a few policies in place so that if you do want to take in donations, you do have to uh, verify that you are a 5013C. So, um, you know, if you're fundraising on Facebook or donating on Facebook, you know, you still should do some research, but, but there are, there are some there's some anti-fraud pieces in play on, on digitally. However, I would say that as marketers, Lacey, you and I know that 
marketing can be used for bad mm-hmm. and people can pull the wool over your eyes. So so it's really important to whenever you want to donate, you know, there's a, a social media fundraiser going viral, you know, dig in and see see who's funding it, who started it. You know, is it an actual nonprofit? Do a little bit of research. Uh, and then if you can, maybe donate to an actual official channel. And, and that will often be uh, verified with a blue check mark on social media. I think it's important. So, you know, this is in regards to fundraising specifically and choosing who you fundraise for. But during times of natural disaster too, um, we have to be very mindful of what content we share as well with the same idea. Is it coming from a more official account? Because it's so easy, especially on, I would say even especially on Instagram too, if someone's created a reel, it's really easy to share, right? There's a share button right there that you can share very easily, but the actual branding is kind of hard to find. Like who is this actually coming from is actually pretty small and in a corner. Um, and so before we share, especially any information that is proposing, is, is acting like news, Mm -hmm. um, it's important that we look at the source, right? Go to the profile, look through and see, oh, this is actually just a profile about pop culture with a bunch of shared content that's been aggregated from other places. Okay, so maybe I could just go to the original place that shared this and share the original instead of sharing this knockoff um, that's used on account that is just you takes viral content yeah. and shares it at opportune times. Yeah, um, exactly. So similar idea there. Yeah. If you want to, you know, be eco-conscious and save the world, just got to be a little bit aware. Mm-hmm. A little bit more extra work we have to put yeah. in. And everybody that's, does. That's I mean, everyone does. Mm-hmm. I, I try to. I'm not perfect. Nobody's. Nobody will ever achieve perfection. You got to wake up every day and try for it. Okay. So today you get to ask me the last closing question. I do. So Lacey... How has your relationship with social media been lately? Okay. <laughs> I, I like 50% of the time I'm doing good. Like, you know, I've got really great boundaries and I'm not staying on too long. And, you know, my phone is plugged in in the other room at night and I'm, I have a nice balance of creation and consumption. And then sometimes I sit in the bath for 120 minutes scrolling through Instagram stories and I'll close. I don't know if you do this, I'll like, you know, I'm, I get tired of Instagram after, you know, 15, 20 minutes and I'll like close it and I'll like send somebody a text message and then I'll just immediately open it back up again. Yes. <laughs> and yes. I'll do it again. I'll do the 20 minute thing and then I'll close it cause I'm tired of it. And then almost out of habit, I just open it back up again. Isn't it like, isn't it wild how our brains are like, oh, I've been, I've been on here too long. Okay, I'm going to go do something else. And then you go do something else for like two minutes. And then, yes. your, and then your brain goes, oh, you probably missed something. We got to go see. Uh-huh. Got to go see what happens. Yes. And then I still give like, – it still <laughs> takes me another 20 minutes to kind of – to wake back up again to like I've looked at every story of anyone I care about that I've followed. Yeah. Who even are the rest of these people? Like where – Where's this person been? I'm following this person. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> At like minute 80 of of going through back and forth from scrolling the feed to going through the stories. Um, I know it's bad. It's the worst when 
Like I've got my phone plugged in for the night, right? It's plugged in. It's in the other room. I'm like doing my last couple things on it before I leave it and go to bed. But like I, I'm like standing in the kitchen and, and I put my, (laughs) I put my, my elbows on the counter or the worst I had the other day was my, I, I propped my head against the cupboard. Oh no, Lacey. (laughs) No. Like I'm just holding my weight with my head against the cupboard and I'm scrolling and my, my posture is getting further and further down towards the table. Oh. Um, oh, man. So yeah, 50% of the time I can tell that social media is still sucking the energy out of me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not, I'm not standing up straight. I'm not breathing very well. You know, my body is hunched over. All my energy is going down. My breathing is very shallow. Yeah. Um, and my impulse, I, I don't control my impulses very well. I would say a good 50% of the time right now. So. Well, my kids, my kids have had to pull the phone out of my hands a few times recently too. That's always an interesting well, admitting, situation. Yeah. Recognizing it and admitting it, admitting it is the first step, right? Yeah. This whole, this whole, um, healthy digital habits is really just a, a ruse for me trying to get better at my own digital habits. <laughs> Let's teach everyone else so that I can start to breathe a little bit of this into my own life. You know what? The best teachers are the ones that keep on learning and, and who aren't perfect at things, right? You know, mm-hmm. that, that makes sense that we're the ones to teach it because we're the ones that need it the most. We do. <laughs> at least I do. Yeah. I mean, we do. We really do. Uh, yeah. There's uh, so being a social media manager is... You have to be such a good manager of your time and your energy. Mm, You have mm -hmm. to be the master of it. It's just, it is very, yeah, you have to really know yourself or else you will just get sucked into these loops of. With your forehead against the cupboard standing, but really not standing because your weight is being held against the counter. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's kind of funny because I was talking to another social media manager about this and, and, and she was feeling a little bit burned out. Uh, similar, you know, just get sucked in. And But you have to be on social media because it's your job, you know? Like half of the loops that I get sucked into are because I'm working and then I do what mm-hmm. I need to do for a client and then I get sucked into an interesting article and then, you know, you go down the rabbit hole and – and, uh, you know, it's just like, how do you prevent that? And one thing that I, I really have to do every now and then, and I think I've talked about this before, is uh, uh, be just unfollow, 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 mm. unlike, unfollow anything that is your candy, right? It just Ooh. be, just go at it. And, and, you know, honestly, if it's something that you really like, you're going to find it again and then you're going to follow it again someday. But, Mm -hmm. you know, because, you know, you log into Facebook to do work for a client and then you see this like, you know, your ex-boyfriend pop up and you're like, oh my gosh, you got to see that. What's going on here? You know, Mm -hmm. or for example, you, you don't need that in your life. You don't need those reminders in your life. So unfollow, unfriend, just be zealous about it. There you go. <laughs> I like it. I'm down. 
Okay, well, I appreciate your time, of course, as always. Those of you listening, we're so grateful for for you as well. We have one specific ask that we've been trying to get this month, which is um, if you have any kind of earth-focused social media accounts that you follow, we would love to hear about them. So you can either send them, you can DM us on Instagram. We've got posts on both channels over the on Facebook and Instagram over the last um, couple weeks that are asking this question or kind of the hub of us trying to get answers for this question. So if you have any accounts that you follow that make you feel connected to the earth, that honor um, earth month in some way, um, that bring you a sense of awe and wonder of the world around us, we would love to hear about them. We'll curate them and get them all put together and make a nice little list to share. So um, whatever you do, we hope that you keep learning. Okay. And we will talk to you all very soon. Thank you, Adrian. Thank you. Bye. Bye.